It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. All right, welcome back to Silent Podcast, where we're anybody but silent, I guess. Uh, here, it's, it's, it's me, Chappelle. I'm here, and I'm not being silent today because I'm here to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Uh, you might know me from some of our past Silent Podcast podcasts, uh, such as our Never Have I Ever coverage with Sasha Joseph. I've been on some of the Big Brother content, but this is my first time getting to dive deep into some of the Marvel content that we have in front of us. I know we're going to be doing some Marvel television show content here on Silent Podcast, but I'm going to take the driver's seat here and talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. The most recent iteration of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, just dropped recently. Um, it's our latest Marvel movie in the MCU, and I'm ready to talk about it. I've been hearing mixed feelings about it online. And so what I want to do today is kind of review it, talk about what I felt about the show, but then also kind of, you know, maybe get into some spoiler stuff and and, and with me, you know, to do this, to dive into this show. It's my, my homie, my frat brother here, Gabe. Gabe, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, this, is, this is a beautiful thing here. <laughs> now yeah. we get to talk about stuff online, record it. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no more... Uh, sitting at the food place or whatever, talking, chopping it up online with the Twitters and whatnot. We here. Yeah. So I'm excited. Thank you for having me, man. Of course, Gabe. Uh, yeah, for all the Silent Podcast listeners, uh, Gabe is new here. He's going to join me on this journey. But uh, Gabe has, is, is no stranger to these uh, uh, nerdy movie streets. Gabe, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, let's see. Uh, born and raised in Dallas, Texas, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the Triple D. Um Let's see, you went to Prairie View A&M University where I met my guy. That's me. Right there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see, I currently work in education, doing college career readiness, helping kids figure out what they want to do with life, either workforce, uh, going to college or the military. You're going to do something. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm doing that. Uh, I have a lovely miniature schnauzer right here. Her, yeah. name, is, her name is Lo-Fi. Okay. So, and um, other than that, man, look, I love, I love Thai food. I love Marvel. I love DC, although they're disappointing, but we're not here to talk about them. Uh, anime, outdoors, beard, moisturizing care. Yeah. Uh, all the things. And I also like to take trips down uh, the lumber aisle at Home Depot. Okay. Uh, yeah. You like that big lumber. Uh, yeah. So Gabe here is wearing his Spider-Man shirt. It looks like his Spider-Man hat. Uh, Gabe, you did... You did get the assignment, right? We're talking about Ant-Man today. Uh, well, see, you know, it was a little play. I don't want to jump too far into it, but, uh, you know, people were confusing Ant-Man for Spider-Man in the movie. So I yeah. just felt like, hey, you know, <laughs> might as well got the classic, got the meme, and then, I don't know, behind me, got the uh, Miles Morales. So, yeah, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man, Spider-Man, same thing. Same uh, thing. Gabe. 
Tell us about your history with the Marvel movies. Like I can say for myself, I've been a day one viewer of the Marvel movies. I remember, you know, Iron Man and I've watched the journey of all these other movies happen. Then the yeah. TV shows start to happen. So I followed them. And yeah. I was, I mean, I was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. follower even. And I watched the DC stuff too. Yeah, I was in it for a while. And, <laughs> and, and now that we are approaching some of the later phases of mm -hmm. the MCU, I mean, I think we're mm -hmm. up to phase five now. Phase um, five, yeah. I feel like the hype and a lot of the energy behind the mcu has died away a little bit uh gabe is that your experience as well oh uh, yeah most definitely i think the last few marvel movies i went to go in theater to see i kind of walked out like it's cool mm. it's good like i'm only here because i was here from the beginning <laughs> like, yes. like yes. No, i'm not gonna give up on you it's, it's like it's it's like my relationship with the dallas cowboys it's like i'm, I'm here with you because i was here from the beginning Marvel mm. movies, they, I think they, they ended up overdoing themselves. It's oversaturated, I would mm -hmm. say. And I, I, I would say it's not only the movies, but the amount of television shows. And then like the, like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.s, Agent <laughs> Carter's of them all. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you got a lot to watch and try and place in the timeline and, this person's connected to that and everything, but now it's like Marvel is a money-making machine right now, and the fact that they have been kicking DC's ass for the better part of shoot since 2008 when they dropped Iron Man. Hell, even when even when the the X Men movies were killing were killing DC movies at the time, it was just like you know it's. They've gone, they've done it for so long. They know that we put this out, we're gonna, we're gonna make money, regardless of how of how it may come off and be re recepted and, and, and everything like that. With the exception of maybe Morbius. I don't know. How did you yeah. feel about Morbius? I mean, I think that's like a that's like a Sony crossover. Like, we really can't get into all the legalities here that we do with the with the Venoms and the Morbiuses yeah. and and the Spider Mans and Spider Menses. Uh, it's just there's so much legal uh, like mumbo jumbo like tying up all of these Marvel movies and these uh, like these different comic strips in a way that we can't just have them all by one company. They can't just give them to them all as at once. It has to be a mess. It has uh, to be. And yeah, and I think uh, a large part of the reason why it's kind of, you know, put people off is because it's hard to follow a lot of times. Like, you feel yeah, like if you miss sure. if you miss one film, you just, you, you yeah, out of luck. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I think, I think um, at one point, there was like, I think in the first, like, was it phase, phase one through four, there's like, or three is like 22 films. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 22 films on top of, on top of the Loki series. Mm -hmm. uh kind of like bring it into the end of phase four into phase five wandavision all of that it's like yo like there's a lot of stuff that some people just don't really care to care to watch they just want to watch who they are aware of so that the iron man's the captain america's black panther um like those major ones it's like we'll watch it but moon knight the average person isn't probably going to watch Moon Knight. Yeah. So it's, it's just it's just a whole lot to really try and digest and be like, okay, I'm on track. Mm -hmm. Did you did you watch Moon Knight? I did watch Moon Knight. I loved Moon Knight. I loved it I, so much. Yes, I love the um, 
all the different personalities that they brought out from the comics. Yeah. And I feel like they played it, they played it uh extremely well. Mm-hmm. Extremely well to the point where I think I was a little confused, like, okay, which which is which? Like who is really in control? Uh so yeah, no, Moon Knight, Moon Knight was tight. I'm glad that they were able to do um a, a, a little min- limited series with a uh, with a hero who really wasn't really known about unless you were just a die hard Marvel in the crates, yeah, type in of the fan. trenches, yeah, in the trenches, dog, <laughs> in the trenches. So, uh, so yeah, I think Moon Knight was tight. I think them uh, having Moon Knight was a great way to to bring in to bring in you know more kids because I mean that's what Marvels is doing, right? They making money to sell the toys. They sell yeah. the toys to make the money with the movies. Pretty much. I mean, if you think about it, phase four, it gave us Moon Knight. It gave us a ton of the films that we uh that we're now dealing with as kind of like our front runners into Marvel, mm-hmm. right? So we have Black Widow that was released in uh 2021, uh Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, and then Black Panda Wakanda Forever kind of wrapping up um phase four movies and then mm-hmm. of course as we were just talking about you do have moon knight on the television series side wandavision falcon and the winter, winter mm-hmm. soldier sea hulk attorney at law what if hawkeye and then you have loki of course which is a big part of the movie that we're going to talk about today and so before we get into any spoilers or anything i just want to let everybody know thank you for subscribing to silent podcast remember you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast uh you can just follow us here on youtube or you can follow silent podcast on twitter in order to keep up with all the updates and the things that we're covering here on silent podcast and there's a ton of it uh and so uh get tapped in make sure you don't miss anything now gabe let's talk broad strokes not no spoilers at all just okay. like general feeling what did general you think feel. about ant-man and the wasp quantumania it was cool yeah it was it was cool mm-hmm. um, it's fine it's fine yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the acting overall the acting overall was really good mm-hmm. uh, jonathan majors did his thing Yes. Like, like we all like we all knew and expected him to do he start he did his thing um the the progress of the movie was decent mm-hmm. uh, it was decent it was decent what was the what was the runtime for that for the movie it was about two hours actually it was very short yeah. for a marvel movie it, it was very short um but the 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 progress of it all was um it was it was decent it was kind of it, it kind of moved as you expected a movie kind of like this to move um which was which is to set up the next phase essentially yeah. like if you if you if you watch marvel movies um and you probably go back and maybe look at some clips on like youtubes of maybe your favorite scenes or you know you watch um uh, YouTube video reviews and stuff like that. And you were like, oh, I didn't miss, I didn't catch that. Let me go back and everything. Like, you know certain movies, like you know what is meant to be fun filled, action, impactful. And you kind of mm-hmm. know stuff that's supposed to be like, uh, we're going to give you a little action. But it's just kind of like, this is a bridge builder. You know what I'm saying? It's a bridge yeah. builder. So, um, so, hey. <laughs> um, so it was just, it was just uh, something to, to to get the audience connected 
and ready uh, for the next big bad. Kind of like how they did at the um, at the end of what is that Avengers, and they had the Thanos, the mm-hmm. Thanos uh, post credit and everything with the gauntlet. So right. I think that's what it was um, with that. Other than that, I mean, shoot. Overall, if we're just talking non-spoilery review, my rating, I would give, I would give Quantum Mania. A seven point three. Okay. Okay. Very specific. I'd, uh, give, it, I'd give it a seven point three. They passed. Could have done a little better. Uh huh. But for it to get the job done that they, I guess they they wanted it to do, they did it. You passed. You don't have to repeat the class. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I saw Rotten Tomatoes giving it a forty eight percent on the tomato meter, but the audience score was 84%. And so like, I've been seeing very mixed reviews across the board, uh, but I, I tend to agree with you on this one. It's, 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 it's fine. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I've been seeing people call it mid and it, I said that, you know, quantum media, quantum media, you know, that's, that's what we're looking at here. I think there's a lot of mid to the quantum mania for sure. Not a lot yeah. of mania, but a lot of mid, <laughs> lot uh, of mid. but, but I don't think it's bad. And I think that yeah, we've right. seen Marvel properties done poorly. And I don't think yeah. this was done poorly. I think that this was two hours. So it served the purpose that it was supposed to serve because you mm-hmm. could have made this three hours and we'd probably all be like, oh, it was one of the best movies. Blah, blah, blah. But we got two hours. That means it wasn't even meant to do all of that. You mm-hmm. know, it was definitely supposed to be what we got. There was some, you know, refilming of some scenes that I've so I've read about in my research. And so that's pretty cool to think about. But mm-hmm. for the most part, like you said, this is to set you up for more things to come. Uh, this is the first movie of Phase 5, and so we will see what happens after this, all in relationship to who we find out is the new big bad, potentially, is Kang the Conqueror. Now, Kang, we first see Kang during the Loki uh, television show, I believe. He pops up there mm-hmm. in a couple of our, um, you know, in, in a good moment in the Loki series, I would say. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen Loki... I wouldn't say you have to watch it to understand this, but it does gross, like give you some more like context for what's going on. But uh, yeah, we get Kane the Conqueror here in this film uh, played by Jonathan Majors in his, basically his, his role in the MCU, which we all had to kind of know was coming. Cause I mean, everybody who's everybody is like slipping into the MCU in mm-hmm. some shape, form or fashion. So I was very happy to see him in this role. He's a Dallas, Texas native, native like yourself, Gabe. How proud of you are, are of you of Jonathan hey, Majors in the, his the you know, rise pretty- to fame? The city's pretty dang proud, man. Yeah. The city's pretty dang proud. People are like, mm. oh yeah, he's from he's from Dallas. I mean, we believe he he, he went to Duncanville or he mm-hmm. kind of grew up in Cedar Hill, but then you know, it's just like everybody, 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 in, cousin. This, everybody yeah. in the Dallas Southern sector is claiming that boy Jonathan Majors. They claim right. him. <laughs> and they should be because he I think he did an exceptional job here. Jonathan Majors ha- can do no wrong, really, when it comes to these roles. He's been killing them lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was no uh, like no difference. You talked about the acting. I think that you could quibble with some things, but you really can't quibble with Jonathan Majors. I really think that he does what it needs to be done every time he does not miss. Uh, and so seeing him in this role, aside from Paul Rudd, who we know is a great actor as well. Um, some other big names, Evangeline Lilly, of course, uh, reprises her role as Hope. Van, uh, Van Dyne. Uh, we, of course, get Michelle Pfeiffer is back. We get, um, you know, our, our our Bill Murray cameo as well, which was a wild, random uh, guest guest star we get in the MCU. But that happens mm-hmm. in the MCU, right? They love throwing yeah. us like random other big name celebrities. But for the most part, 
it was Ant-Man business as usual. And so for me, I enjoyed it. I know people like to do their rankings of the MCU. So I have to ask you, better or worse than Eternals? It better. Okay, better or worse than Thor, Love, and Thunder? Better. Because we didn't get to see Gore the God Butcher actually butcher somebody. We we he did all of his 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 darkness and stuff behind the scenes. Okay, better or worse than Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, see, I would action. say <sighs> it's tough, right? So I, this one is tough. Yeah, and I think that's my point, is that, like, people were really, like, uh, exaggerating their lack of, like, their disdain for the movie, and I think, and a lot of people are saying, like, oh, it's the best movie ever. Like, I feel like there's a middle ground here, right, where it doesn't have to be the next Thor Ragnarok, which I hold as, like, one of the best uh, Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe movies that we've had, Um it doesn't have to be that to be a decent movie, right? Uh, it doesn't have to be three hours long. It doesn't have to have all, all the Avengers in it to be a th uh, like a decent movie. I think it did what needed to be done. Personally, yeah, I probably did like it a little bit more than Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness just because I'm pretty sure I fell asleep in the middle of there somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I probably, like, yeah, if I had to compare it to, to you know, the fourth phase of marvel movies i think it's right along like yeah. alongside those you know dr strange uh yeah. the latest spider-man iteration black widow you know like it's, it's not it's not worse than those movies by a long shot or it's not better than any of those movies by a long shot it's probably right in that same tier for me you think so mm -hmm. yeah I, I i agree with you it is it is definitely along the lines of like that well you get a 70 you're somewhere yeah. between a 68 and a 75 for your grade. And yeah. all those movies you asked me to compare it to, that's kind of along where mm -hmm. they were at. Um, to answer your question, though, about if it was better than Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, I would say yes. But the defining, but the reason why I hesitated is because of that one scene mm -hmm. with, with Reed Richards. Mm -hmm. Bear Mortal, Professor X, uh, all all of them, and yeah. I was just like that. Like that was tight to see. Although yeah. John Krasinski's appearance was a little fan service. I don't. I care. mean, the whole scene. The whole scene was. Fan I mean, yeah, the whole yeah, the whole scene. Yeah. But yeah. it was just. But yeah, no, it's it just seems. It just seems like Marvel kind of lost a little bit of steam going and back in uh, Phase Four. And now they're still taking that same kind of like uh, into phase five, but it's only been one movie. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's right now. It's 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 trending. Yeah, like it's this is a transitional phase for Marvel, and I think so was phase four. I really think phase four was kind of just like that. We had the end game. Now, how do we recover from that? Right? Yeah. Where do we go now that we've done that? And mm -hmm. I think you have to rebuild. You have to go find new main players because you can't have Tony Stark still in the at the front of everything. You can't continue to do the Captain America saga. I mean, you know, we've got what 
four Thor movies at this point, you know, you have to start to yeah. introduce some new blood into all of this. And I think that having a couple films where it's kind of like, yeah, they were fine. They did what they needed to do. They introduced the, the players. Yeah. That works for now because now that we know who the big bad is, we can now address what his influence is on the universe, the quantum universe, all the universes, and then how these new players interact with him. And so uh, I think for me, it was just fine. It did what needed to be done. Mm -hmm. But Gabe, I'm dying to talk about some of the specifics with you. So uh, if you're ready, we can go ahead and get into the spoiler section after this. Let's do it. All right. So here we are. Full spoilers on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I'm going to just go ahead and say it, Gabe. Um, I wanted more Kang. And and here you and feel like, me, you feel me, <laughs> but, but I get it right. Like you don't have to give us all of Kang. We didn't get all of Thanos when we first saw Thanos. We got mm-hmm. bits and pieces. You kind of have yeah. to breadcrumb us a little bit. Let us know that this person could be uh, the big bad. He's a mm-hmm. currently just a bad. And I think even with the way the film ends, not to like jump all around the place, but. By the end of the film, we have Paul Rudd's character asking, you know, like, was that it? Basically, like, is that is that that was it? Right. Everything's Mm -hmm. good now. Right. Question mark. And we know as you know, people who follow the comics or people who just know that the MCU has a lot more in store for Jonathan Majors. We know that that can't be it. Right. Mm -hmm. So the film leaves us with the question is uh, basically we have uh, Kane the Conqueror who was trapped in the quantum uh, universe and he's down there in the quantum realm and uh, his his argument to uh, I guess Ant Man and uh, Ant Man's uh, like um, like uh, sidekicks in this film I guess is mm-hmm. just that hey I need you to let me out of here because if you don't something really bad is going to happen and that is not a great argument but mm-hmm. it does lead you to question once they don't let him out what was he talking about what could he possibly be saying is coming to get you next and I think that's what this film does it uses that moment to say okay. Now we did the we did the Kang thing once. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be something that continuously comes back to haunt us? And I think we can both probably say, yeah, that's coming. But yeah. did you like the setup for that game? I did like the setup. Mm. I did like the setup because um it it brings it brings a whole lot of questions to what the hell is gonna happen next. Mm-hmm. Like if you like if you don't know. If you if, if if this was somebody who just doesn't read the comics, like you said, just just average average Joe or Jane or whatever, but they've watched the movies, but they don't. That's all they know. It could bring a sense of like, what? So he's a conqueror. He died. I mean, I know you, you jumping jumping around, but you see the end credit. You see the one of the you see one of the post credits, and it's like, okay. How are they going to defeat? How are they going to do this now? Who is going to be the real Captain America? (laughs) Who is going to? Where is Iron Man? We need Iron Man. Like, like, what are we doing? Where are the Valkyries? We need somebody to stop this, this, this man. And um, yeah, man. No, I think this was a good setup. I think it was a good setup. Like we said, movie decent, but the setup was nice. yeah, man. No, I, I, I wanted, I wanted more Kang. I wanted more Conqueror. I feel like they did this. They did the same thing with, like how they did with Kang as they did with with Gore the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. And, but but we we got to see a little bit of Kang, not Conquer. Well, I guess like 
you know, uh, uh, flashes of him when Jane touched the when Jane touched the uh, the engine and uh, saw his thoughts and everything like that. It was just like, oh, okay, all right. And then you know, during the fight, he blasted him. It was like, all right, that's cool, but you kill him. We see that in almost every Marvel movie. Like, <laughs> like what you? Yeah. Like we, we, I want you. Like I feel like, I feel like somebody should have been left in the quantum realm, and or uh, died. Yeah. Okay. Look, let's just let's get into the plot a little bit because we got a little time. Uh, so okay. we have Ant Man in his third iteration. Um, we have Paul Rudd uh, character uh, being uh, Scott, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Scott Lang. I survived. I basically." save the world with the with the whole uh in game situation right because we know that had the ant-man not come back he uh like everything would have been left the same right like mm-hmm. it would everything everybody would have still been blipped away but he comes back we know the events of the end game and now here he is kind of in the wake of all of that um he has his daughter back he's missed a good chunk of her life but he's got his daughter back he's got his family back and it all seems like it's it's like well right now right um cassie his daughter is uh, a little bit of a rebel, if you will. And I say rebel, like kind of tongue in cheek, because there was a big Star Wars vibes going on in this film as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of rebellions going on. Uh, but she's a rebel and she's decided that she wants to kind of go and map the quantum realm. She wants to send in like a satellite to uh, map the quantum realm so they can track it because half of her family has been trapped down there. And so, you know, her mm-hmm. natural curiosity is kicking in. Um, but her mom uh, is... Uh, you know, kind of like supportive. She's the wasp. We know that. But then we also have, uh, uh, we ba- we basically have the, the original Ant Man. We have his his wife, uh, played by Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie, and she was trapped in the quantum realm for years, for what seemed like years. You know, quantum realm time is is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she basically is telling them, "We're not doing this. We're not going into the quantum realm. Uh, we don't. I don't want to talk about the quantum realm." It happened, and we never have to go through that again. But it's crazy because Janet here is saying these things to us, but not giving us any not information. Not giving us anything at all. She's not like... giving us anything. So all we can do is just say, like, man, it must have been bad down there. But anybody with any level of curiosity would say, Janet, girl, we got to know something. Tell us something. something. Give yeah. us something. So that leads us into a turn like uh, a chain of events that leads them to getting sucked into the quantum realm and separated from each other. And down here, we find out about uh, someone else who was trapped down here, Kang the Conqueror. Uh, Kang, who seemingly has a good past with Janet, who we know is a rebel for whatever situation was going down here in the quantum realm. Uh, but then we find out that their good past uh, might have been uh, kind of uh, strained, uh, if you will, because she left them down there. She left the people of the quantum realm down there with a guy named Kang the Conqueror. And she just went back to her old life, you know, like nothing was wrong. And she's just been up there harboring this secret that this you know this murderous you know conquering yeah like empire toppling uh time traveler essentially is just down there in the quantum realm potentially wreaking havoc and she leaves it down there you know and so now they're down there with them and the story is basically like how do they keep this madman from getting out while simultaneously trying to get out themselves Mm -hmm. and so um that's the film in a nutshell. Obviously, we get the resolution to that, which is they trap him down there again. Uh, but Kang's whole argument throughout this film was, you need to let me out because if you don't, something worse than me is going to happen and you really want to let me out. They don't. 
No one can blame them for not doing it. But Gabe, now we have to question, what is next? We see that Kang has the ability to have a, a bunch of Kangs. We know about the Kang variants. We know about different mm -hmm. variants because of Loki uh, and that series. So again, if you haven't watched that, go check it out. But it seems like Kang alone was somebody who Ant-Man could be, right? Like Ant-Man overcame Kang mm -hmm. the Conqueror. And so you might look at this like, that eh, doesn't seem that bad. But yeah. when, you you, when you realize that there's a billion Kangs all over the place, you might say, now this might be a problem. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, because when that, when, when, first of all, you're Conqueror. Mm -hmm. And you get beat by Ant-Man. It's got to be tough. You travel all through the multiverse, mm -hmm. fighting, <laughs> fighting, warring, my guy. And you get two-pieced and beat up by a guy who's who's walking down the street doing doing book readings at, mm -hmm. at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like how? But no, man, when that when that when that post credit hit and we saw all the kings, and not just not just all the kings, we saw uh the Ramatut King. Mm -hmm. Um uh, uh, the uh, it was like a Genghis Khan king. Yeah, yeah. And then and then it was it was another it was another king I didn't I was I was unaware of. There's a lot of coin. There's a lot of kings. A lot of kings in the post-credit scenes. Uh to the point where there were kings in both of them. You know, we got the first post-credit scene where we see like the Kangs all coming together and saying, okay, what are we going to do about this? Because we got one who's out there kind of in the wilderness. He's kind of got to go. We got to get rid of that Kang, but mm -hmm. there's a ton of us. What are we going to do with this information now that we know what's going on? And then in the second post-credit scene, we have the Kang, uh, the, I guess, I don't know if he's the elder Kang, but we just definitely get a flashback to say that, oh no, Kang has been around here for a very long time. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so what do you think is the future of Kang the Conqueror when it comes to, let's just start, you know, like not, let's not say large scale Marvel stuff. Let's just talk yeah. about when it comes to his relationship with Ant-Man. Do these two people cross paths again? I feel like they do. They got to, right? They have to. They mm -hmm. have to. Like you, I feel like that Kang, that I guess essentially got killed. I don't think he's fully dead. We mm -hmm. didn't see we didn't see a body. Yeah. Um, so I think somehow, somewhere he will come back full circle and meet up with Scott and in in the Pym family. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think I think the I think the the immediate the immediate future for the Council of Kings, for Kang in general, is pure anarchy. Yeah. Because the way that Kang was telling Scott and Janet and uh and everybody else was like, yo, you need to let me out because like you said, something bad, something worse is gonna happen. We saw that worse because mm -hmm. why is it that those three Kangs were off to themselves and not in the full arena with everybody else? So there is some kind of hierarchy, there is some kind of governance within all the Kangs. And I think all of that is going to explode um, within the, like, probably like the next few movies. Oh, There's yeah. going to be definitely some remnants of each Kang in, in, in the next coming movies. Right. And we got to look at Kang's motivation as well. They ask him basically why he's doing what, you know, what he's doing. And his thing is like he wants to win. 
And like, well, what does that mean? You know, like you want to win, like you just have the urge to conquer things because if that's the case, then yeah, he's going to end up going this way at some point. Um, mm -hmm. Or is there like some bigger thing that he's trying to win against? You know, is he trying to beat this council of people? Uh, do Should we even be concerned about this particular Kang or is this Kang dead and we've moved on to the next Kang? Is is this the same Kang that was involved in the Loki stuff? We yeah. really don't, we don't know because we get so many variants, right? So we mm -hmm. kind of see bits and pieces we these kangs or possibilities of kang if you will they just keep sprouting up left and right and they are very excitable and all of them seem very dangerous so i could see a world where this becomes a huge problem and i don't think an army of ants is always going to be around to save us uh gabe did what stood out the most about you know uh jonathan majors as kang the conqueror for you because for me i mean he just it's the way he delivers his lines it made me really believe like oh Kang might be trying to like, he might be trying to help us a little bit. You know, I can mm -hmm. kind of believe him. I also know not to trust him because we already seen what he can do when, uh, when Janet got her little vision, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, he also he sounds like he's making some sense. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what stood out to you? Uh, definitely major's performance was, was brilliant. Mm -hmm. I, and, and as I was watching him act in this current version of Kang, I thought back to the Loki, he who remains Kang. Mm -hmm. And how um, exquisite and colorful his uh, his his character was back then. Because at that point, I feel like that Loki king, the He Who Remains king, was so much at peace and full of knowledge that he was blissful and everything. It was like, look, I'm here. Look, I I've been through it. Mm -hmm. This and and he seems like a king. He he seems like a king that is. That has found peace after being uh through the multiverse full of war-torn memories and, and things he's had to do. Um I think I think majors in this film though hit it on the nail to where I'm like, well, hold on. Let, let's see this man out. Yeah, let's, 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 wait, wait, wait. Hangs y'all, y'all sit right here. Let me can you tell us what you want to talk about? Like. Can you tell us what it is that you really saw? Like, um, I think, I think, I think it's going to, I think it's really going to blow up the the MCU. But I think it's it's also going to give a chance for us to see some new heroes, like we were saying earlier. Like, how? What are you going to do after Endgame? Like, what's next? And so, um, yeah, I think I think he would definitely be going to war with some of the young avengers that we've kind of been seeing through the shows in the mm. in, in, in the movies and whatnot with cassie lane um with with um kate bishop yeah them so it's like it's it's uh, isaiah isaiah bradley so he uh the grandson of of the of the first black the, the black captain america mm. and so it's like you know we're, we're seeing that and then we saw ironheart and, and 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 Wakanda forever. So it's like they are they are slowly transitioning to where the young Avengers at some point the you're not bringing in these junior level characters for nothing. So I right. think I think I think they are going to be that cast of characters going to be the next adversary for Kang. 
No, that's a good point. Uh, because right now Ant Man used to be one of our newest additions to the Avengers, and now he throwed in the game. And mm-hmm. Ant Man has been in the biggest fights that the Avengers have seen now, you know. And so he's an OG. He's not like the new like, oh, you know, you're not Captain America. Who are you again? Like mm-hmm. he's he's running right now, the like the head of all of these Avengers from my point of view because he's the longest lasting person. Um, just I mean, look at everybody else is either gone or retired, you know, and so. I think that Ant-Man might have a more active role now that, you know, the quantum realm is involved. He was the first one to come in contact with uh, with Kang. And like you said, Jonathan Majors did such a good job with Kang that we're going to see much, much more of Kang. Uh, but Gabe, we had a ton of additions to the cast as well mm-hmm. um, because there were so many different characters that we just hadn't seen before on screen. We got uh, Lord Kyler or Kryler, I'm sorry, uh, played by Kryler, Bill Murray. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and Kryler. First of all, Bill Murray is is damn near 80 years old, and I was shocked. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I was like, he's 72? Uh, isn't that the guy from Space Jam? You know, like, he's not that old. Uh, but, you know, we also get um, was it Quaz played by William Jackson Harper, who I call Cheaty from uh, The Good Place? It was good to see him on there. Uh, but there were so many uh, just random new organisms down here fighting this fight, this rebel cause against mm-hmm. uh, what I guess is Kang the Conqueror. Um, speaking of Kang, there was some chemistry, I would say, between Kang and Janet. Um, I, yeah, I was expecting a little kiss on the rocks. Yeah, the what, hard, what happened? Time. Look. Yeah. Look, man. Janet down with the swirl. I think Janet was. I think Janet was down there baking some cookies and cream, dog. Yeah. Man, I think, I think like she it. was getting her her Klondike bar on. Dude. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I think so, man. Because yeah, you were right. There was some chemistry and everything, and I think I mean, but seeing kind of how who came. Who Kang was is I think he was kind of playing into like the you know yeah we're working together you're helping me mm-hmm. I'm helping you you don't know anything yet and it's just he kind of kind of building up that that intimate rapport and trust with her and you can obviously see she she was there mm-hmm. I mean because in the movie I mean when 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 um when Pim when Pim came down to the quantum realm you know, they were sitting there talking with Krylar and everything. She was like, you know, I she was like, I had needs. Yeah. So, you know, she was down there for 30 years. So right. it was just like, you know, I feel like the time she wasn't messing with Krylar or whatever, and she came across a, a human mm-hmm. in the quantum realm. She, I mean, I feel like it was like, yo, like time is time is nothing. Yeah, time, it's is, a- time is nothing. It's is we're here now. So I think that I think they definitely bonded for show down there. Um, but I think uh I think with Kane with us knowing how Kang was, he played into that perfectly because he knew what it was because he didn't say because I because I, I, I peeped the chemistry too, and mm-hmm. I was expecting him to say like once he got the once he got his ship and stuff going again, and he stood up, put the palm out. I was like, I was thinking he's like, you can come with me. Like you can, like we can do this together. But when he said he was like, I could take you back. It was like, uh-huh. oh, you, you, you not worried about her at all. It's just right. like, yo, you help me, so I do you a solid. I take you back and I'll drop you off. But also enjoy the time that you have when I drop you off because it's gonna be a wrap. So yeah, uh, so yeah, man. 
No, uh, th- this this is a good point. Like I said, I I thought the chemistry was there, uh, because basically our story here is that uh, Kang has been exiled, right? He's been mm-hmm. sent away, uh, basically to the quantum realm because they just needed somewhere to put him because he's that bad. This is a bad man, so they put him in the quantum realm. And what does he do down there? He conquers. He oh, does exactly what Kang is supposed to do. Um, so when the rebels uh, come after him, basically they're trying to build a rebellion against him and his new uh, like empire that he has. Uh, we uh, see that the Langs and, and Kang are kind of like an impasse, right? He wants them to help get his power core back. And they uh, he has Cassie kind of as his prisoner to say, okay, well, if you don't help me, I'm going to kill Cassie. And this makes it to the point where Scott has to help out, uh, you know, basically... Like any good father would. Yeah, like any good father would. And this is this is definitely the story of is Scott Lang a good father? Because this entire film is like he will go above and beyond for Cassie. And it's very clear that that's like that's just who he is at this point in his life. But once they get the power core back together, Kang ends up going back on his deal. He captures Janet. uh, He destroys her ship with Hank on it. uh, And for a second, I'm thinking Kang might get away with this one. Now, we ultimately see that Hank... uh, is rescued by his aunts who through some quantum mania magic have become super hyper intelligent all of a sudden just through you know whatever magic uh science said, uh, it was it yeah. was uh, it was when they were falling when they all went into the quantum realm like the ants had lived a life yeah like all a the thousand years or yeah. Saying, yeah, something like that and they yeah. developed their own tech <laughs> exactly so now we got the ants out here and they like nah we got you and so the ants and Hank uh, basically pull up on Kang uh, and join the fight to destroy him or to keep him trapped in the in the quantum realm. So it really is a bunch of ants. Uh, some would say this is the story of maybe how you know uh, people can band together to take out these bigger causes, right? So you have mm-hmm. the the Pym slash Lang family that is coming together, and they're like, yeah, we might be ants and wasp or whatever the case may be, but we could beat Kang the Conqueror. It's cool because we all put our minds to it. We all come together and, and join forces to make this happen. Cassie, uh, Scott's daughter, is talking about how you can't just sit by and watch bad things happen to people because mm-hmm. you can see it happening so it's your ju- duty to do something about it and so mm-hmm. maybe it's because like with all of this collaboration and these shared efforts you can take down these bigger threats now that being said Kang kind of got the same formula too because one Kang they managed to dispatch but when we see the billions of Kang variants around if Kang starts to bring in Kang reinforcements I don't see this ending well for anyone no not at all not at all um my my thing was in the movie was just like okay, Janet messed up his engine. She got away. Mm. How did he get all of that? The mm-hmm. followers, like he was one man. Like like I want to know like what part of the quantum realm he went to was like. I'm from the future. <laughs> like and, and they were like, go on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Say say more things, <laughs> bro. Next, yeah, like, right. like, like, have a seat. like, like, come on, like, I, I just want to know, like, if one Kang was able to be disengaged by Janet and then come back with a vengeance, like she did, like he did, and then came back and was prepared for any type of signal, any type of sign to get out. I was like, yo, one of these was tough. Mm. a whole council right it's just i'm just i just can't help to i just can't help to to be like yo what is this multiversal war 
going mm-hmm. to look like. Like yeah. how, like, like if they're talking about, and, and, and mind you, mind you, this phase is the beginning of the phase that it will, that will hopefully usher in Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. X-Men, you know what I'm saying? Two, two, like Mar- Marvel's first family, the Fantastic Four, something mm-hmm. that has been tried and failed, <laughs> tried and failed over the years. And they are able to bring that in. Um, just thinking of, I'm just thinking about all the former actors, actresses that played certain characters. Like, how would they do it? Like, actors that were supposed to play, like, that were supposed to play Tony Stark. I don't mm-hmm. know. Let's just say, like, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Do you see Tom Cruise as a version of Tony Stark? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are good. We, yeah. we, are, we are good but over it's just, here. It's just, it's just like knowing that. The Kangs will will essentially be bringing in all of these multiverses, these universes together, colliding, and this is like one, one essentially one one Kang calls all of this. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the that's the big picture. I'm just like yo, like the movie was decent. It was Jonathan Majors did his thing. Kang could have conquered a little bit more than what he did. Ain't no way a conqueror should be beaten by ants. No. But the setup for this was is good, and yeah. and that's and that's really what has me stoked about. I mean, this movie. Yeah, I will still go back and watch some quotes, or watch some uh, watch some um, some clips when they start to come out, and uh, I'm I'm definitely looking at the uh, screen rants of them all and 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 whatnot. Just kind of like looking at Easter eggs and when when you know going back and reading up more on like comic lore to see how they how they tied that in. To the movie, but yeah, I think I think if I think if 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 Marvel can can get their footing right again with this, I feel like they can turn Phase Five and maybe bring it back to the same energy and level of one and two. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Gabe, we haven't really talked about um, this character, but we do have to highlight that uh, Darren is back. Oh, my guy <laughs> um, we we, ha- we have our introduction into modok uh modok who is pl- who is who used to be darren who used to yeah. be like the nemesis of uh ant-man who tried to once kill cassie when she was a, a, a wee lad alas i guess she uh he's been down there in the, in the quantum realm and he has been turned into the greatest weapon of all time, Modoc. That boy was looking like an aggressive assault version of a can of spam. Yeah, he looked like, <laughs> like, he looked like an angry thumb, you know? It, um, yeah. Yeah, this was interesting to me because, one, I didn't recognize uh, Darren because they stretched his face so wide yeah. to fit this little Modoc thing. That Corey Stoll's face, I couldn't even see. Like I had, you had to tell me who it was five times, and they did throughout the throughout the movie. They definitely mm-hmm. remind you that it's Darren over and over again. But you had to literally say, "This is Darren," and then show me a flashback for me to understand who it was because I didn't recognize. It's him. like they took. It's like they took his picture and put it in Microsoft Word, and mm. then just stretched it. Like yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're not going to work on the angles. We're not. We're just going to put it, stretch it. Pull yeah. it, stretch it, and but I will say, I will say, I did like his character. Oh yeah, I did, I did, I did like his character. I, the of course, the CGI, the graphics of it all. I mean, it, they, I 
feel like they could have done a little better with his face, but they did they did the best they could do. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm fine with that. But his character, I still like that, although he turned into some, you know, violent can of spam. Yeah. But he still he still had a uh a, a, a bit of his humanity still in him. Mm-hmm. And everything, and so even when they were like, "Darren, no, <laughs> they just <laughs> mechanized organism designed only for killing." Like that's me, and he's like, "Modoc, okay, okay, Darren, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah." Like, so, uh, so yeah, man, it was it was cool, you know, seeing him like, "Oh yeah, I finally get revenge," but then Cassie being the one to talk sense into him, it's like stop being a dick. Yeah, stop being a dick. Like you can you can always stop being a dick. Like be better. Yeah. And so uh I just I don't know. I like I liked his character. I like Yeah. Him. And and he did kind of look like a tip with a face on it. Like he <laughs> did kind of look like a dick. You know, just a just a pinch, just like the head, you know what I'm saying? Just a tip. Um and that was hard for me to watch because they kept reminding me that he was a dick. You know, I was like, Whoa, okay, you ain't gotta oh, okay. keep saying what are you doing? Yeah, like, oh, oh, God, yeah. like, I don't need this. Oh, uh, you know, like um also. You know, I don't know if it was just the lighting in the movie theater that I was in, but it took me a minute to realize that that was Modoc. Because like I saw the head and mm-hmm. I got it, but then like I had to kind of squint my eyes and turn my head to see. Oh, like oh, their little legs hanging from there too. So uh, I appreciated yeah. them calling that out as well because <laughs> it did take me a minute. Um, you know, uh, and again, if you're familiar with the comics, then you know Modoc. Uh, but so that was a fun cameo that they put in here. The MCU is no stranger to doing that, so I'm not shocked that they did it here. Um, but yeah, Modoc was fun. Darren was fun. Cassie was fun. There's a lot of fun being had here, but it does set up such a serious, uh, like, uh, like level uh, in the in the I guess phase I guess mm-hmm. for the MCU because we know Kang is here to conquer. We know that we don't have our normal saviors around to save the day. Black Widow is not coming to do that leg spinny thing that she does on people's necks. You know, <laughs> yeah, like this is they're not going oh. to be able to save us. You know, and so uh, what do you think? happens next now that the conqueror um is out there like in Mm -hmm. a billion different pieces we know loki Mm -hmm. knows about it but Mm -hmm. how do you think the the conqueror is introduced to the rest of the mcu because because it the conqueror now has to come across namor and we haven't really talked about namor but he uh, he too was a is a villainous kind of character in the comics who has now in the MCU been kind of converted to like this like uh ally of the yeah, Wakandans yeah. from what we yeah. can tell right like uh, he really ain't got no choice because they could beat him up and so because of that do you see a world where now with without T'Challa you know we have you know we still have the Black Panther but we also like you said we have uh Riri uh as Ironheart we do have uh Namor uh you know uh, coming in uh, to basically flood the place. Uh, so you are building an army, but is mm-hmm. this army big enough to handle Kane the Conqueror and what he could be moving forward? No, I'm gonna tell you that. Not Earth Earth six one six heroes. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. Like, yeah. I, and I think this is they will need the Fantastic Four. They because mm-hmm. they they will they will need some galactic space based heroes. So with with super smart Reed Richards has the smartest brain in the universe. One of the smartest brains, if not the smartest. I mean, Riri's and still there too. You know, Riri, you're right. Reed, no, you're right. Riri is still there too. Um, so is, uh, so is 
Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Getting her name. This is escaping. Shuri. Shuri. There you go. Shuri. Shuri's still there. So you got you got you got Riri Williams. You got Shuri, but I don't think that's going to be enough because the Avengers as a whole, the heroes we've seen as a whole, have always just scraped by when they've mm-hmm. won. They've always just scraped by. It's never just been a straight up dominating victory. At least mm-hmm. not at least not when it like really truly matters. Um and I think I think this is going to bring in um other heroes. It's gonna bring in X-Men. It's gonna yeah. bring in, it's gonna bring in Fantastic Four. You know what I'm saying? Uh hopefully, maybe we get some silver surfer in there. Ooh, okay. Hopefully we yeah, hopefully we get some silver surfer because with Kane going through the multiverse and everything like that, you, you got Galactus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got the Eternals. They didn't just drop the Eternals movie just to say, okay, well, here goes some, you know, destructive ass, you know, Stonehenge monsters. You know what I'm saying? Coming about the earth. Like I mean, it not, does feel not, like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like they're not, I don't feel like I don't feel like they just dropped it just because. So mm-hmm. I feel like going into phase five, I feel like we will see a lot more cosmic space-based heroes. Um a lot. I mean, with with uh with guarded with the Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Three. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing them. Although that's I think that's going to be the end of that series, um, for them. But you you got the, you got those guys coming in. So I'm I'm, I'm like, yo, this is going to take off. And mm-hmm. mind you, last time we saw Nick Fury, he was up in space. When we yeah. ended when we ended the uh, when we ended Loki. It was talking about incursions. It was talking about uh, it was talking about new timelines being developed. You know what I'm saying? At the end of at the end of uh, multiverse of madness, you know that ended with with uh, with with an incursion at the end in, in, in the post credit scene. You know what I'm saying? Charlie Theron's character came in and was like, "Hey yo, you got to come with me." Yeah. You gotta come with me, and I know after I'm, her name is her character's name is escaping me, but I do know that Hello? her character and Doctor Strange, they got they they will have something kind of going on. Oh, okay, Hello, I see you. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so it's so it's um so it's like yo, all these jumping of multiverses and things that like things of that nature, um, space. All of that, like, is going to come, and they're not, and 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 the Avengers aren't going to be able to find all the help that they need just on Earth, not Earth six one six, not six one six. Yeah, Clea, Clea, Clea Marvel, right? That's her name, the lady who uh, Charlie's there on. She's she pops up yeah. again. Yeah, um, it's a lot going on. Clea's gonna pop up a little bit. Uh, so we have a lot of action here. But you made a good point. We have some brilliant minds on the Avengers side with Riri, with potentially Reed Richards, with uh, Shuri and the Wakandans. Like we have some intelligent people on this side. But I mean, a lot of people don't really talk about it. But Kang's superpower is that he's just super smart. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not that he has these laser things or whatever. Yeah, there's tech involved. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's very smart. He's he is brilliant. He's a genius, a physicist. He has all of these things, like these notches in his in his belt, based on his mental capacity, right? So mm-hmm. we might have Riri, we might have Reed, but we only got one of those, one each, right? 
Yeah. Uh, and Reed is a possible. So we really got one in the possible when it comes to that. We got Shuri, who's basically like her and Riri are probably like one in one when it comes to, you know, the, the intelligence thing here, who are super, super geniuses here. Um, but we're going to have billions of Kangs. Oh, yeah. And you can't yeah. forget, you can't forget, we'll, I, there will be, I, be, I believe there will be a Nathaniel Richards sighting. Yeah, and then and see, and that's the thing. If we're getting Nathaniel, then you kind of have to have, you know, uh, the rest of the Fantastic Four. Now, I know that's been heavily speculated, of course, with most things MCU and even like uh, DCEU or whatever. Um, a lot of that stuff is just speculation because we need it. We need mm-hmm. it in our bodies, you know, like us fans kind of want those things. In my pain. <laughs> Right, but at the same time, they didn't play it in our face before. I remember when they slipped. <laughs> I remember when they slipped Howard Duck into the end of that one post crazy. I remember Adam Warlock showing up. Like, what? We're not gonna talk about it. We're just not gonna talk about it. So for and me, that's, an, that's that's another major player that's gonna be in this multiversal war. Izzy, Adam Warlock, you know I'm what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. But Izzy, because they have played in our face before. I feel like I always have to temper my expectations with these shows and movies because I'm like. You could give us everything we want, or you could yeah. leave us dying for more. And I think the leave us dying for more is so heavy when it comes to a, a franchise that has basically become about making money. You know, like yeah. it was always about making money, but now it's like, how much of this can we stretch out to make it make That's sense true, for yeah. us to keep making these forever and keep banking money off of it yeah. um, from now until the end of time? And right now, at the pace they're going, they definitely have us because everybody tuned in for this one. It's kind of like, oh, well. That was kind of anticlimactic. I, I would like more. But guess what? We got more coming for you because Phase 5 is on the way. Gabe, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to for Phase 5 specifically? Blade. Wade. <laughs> Blade. I'm looking for Blade. I'm, I'm looking for I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Man, um, let's see. I, okay. I I'm looking forward to Blade. Mm-hmm. Um because I love the original, I love the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, but I'm the one I'm really the two I'm I'm really interested in seeing is um, the Marvels, mm-hmm. but and more so Captain America: New World Order because Sam Wilson's Cap, his superpower is humanity. <laughs> yeah. He ain't got no super soldiers. He's one of the people. Yeah, I'm one yeah, of the people. He, he for the people. So. Mm-hmm. Just really trying to see how he is going to really navigate really thoroughly, like digging in deep into being the new Captain America um, with no powers, mm. no powers at all. Um, just vibes. Just, yeah, just vibes. Mm. Just, just no powers and vibes with, with, with high tech wings. Now I'm saying like, that's all he is doing. And I really want to see how his character digs into being like legit the face of Captain America but then also I want to see if they will pick up uh with some hints and like little social justice real life mm-hmm. being a black man in America being oh, they're not gonna love that yeah America, it's like it's like did, we all really dig deep into that we all really do it because for the longest Captain America yeah if you think of Captain America you're thinking of Chris Evans, you thinking of mm-hmm. white Captain America? No, I'm right. saying you're not thinking of the Negro Captain America. <laughs> like not, you're not hashtag thinking. not my captain. My yeah, captain black. hashtag not my captain. No, yeah. I'm saying my and, captain black, and, my Lambo blue. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like number one, 
number one, with him being the new Captain America, it's like, how is he really going to navigate being the black Captain America in a full feature length movie? Will they even mm-hmm. tap into that? It was understandably so to kind of like get you caught in and reeled in with Winter Captain and the Winter Soldier, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But now in a full length movie and then continuing on with that and then knowing that the leader of the Avengers was Captain America. Right. And so will will that role automatically pass to him because he wears the mantle of Captain America? Or will it be somebody else that kind of steps up alongside with him? And my thing is with that, now if you do that, you know, some people will take it and twist it. Well, dang, they won't let the black man lead? Black man can't lead? That's me. I'm saying it. I'm putting on my cookie. I'm going full Dr. Umar. And what about, and why he can't yeah. All of that. <laughs> yeah. Why he can't be? Why he can't be alone? Why he got to share the mantle? What's that about? Yeah. yeah that's well, me. Exactly. Like, what's that about? Yeah. Like, like, will and and it's and it's and it's and it's almost something that's like when you see, like, if you see a a prominent black character in power or in mm-hmm. a position of power, how would they write the script for him to use that power? Yeah. You know I mean, that's saying? a good point. That's a good point. So, so that's I'm I'm interested in 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 those two movies. And of course, Thunderbolts. Like I I definitely I definitely want to see uh, uh, Harrison Ford as 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 the Red Hulk. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to actually seeing another Hulk on in in a film. Uh, but yeah, man, no, nah, those. I mean, Blade, the Marvels, Captain America, New World New World Order. I'm definitely looking forward to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm cool. I, I will still go see it, but I'm not like I can't wait to uh, let me see the Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. I, but I think it, I do think it's it's tight that they are wearing their uh, comic book uh, outfits in that movie. So so yeah, I'm be looking forward to seeing that one. Okay, yeah. Uh, to your point about uh, Falcon, you know, being the new Captain America, you know, I definitely support that. I did find it kind of interesting how uh, you know Scott is out here scott lang is out here doing book signings and stuff like that and you know captain america couldn't even get a loan but whatever you know that's not you feel me you know my guy couldn't even get a loan but whatever it it tells all the time and even black our whole lives that even even brings up a question what's the avenger salary right right because i feel like some people getting paid like i as far as as i'm concerned i'm living wherever the money at so wherever tony stark be at that's where i would be at but you know that's like i feel like as an avenger your salary should at least be 200k minimum at, at least at least at like least you know just starting minimum. you know De- what I'm saying? yeah depending on rank and everything like that with benefits obviously yeah like you're gonna need med- you're gonna need dental you're gonna need vision for sure and the vision you're gonna need all that stuff <laughs> uh, and, and and that makes sense gabe we have phase five unrolling soon um mm-hmm. in front of us we this i mean this was the start of it but you've mentioned guardians of the galaxy vol- volume three coming this year the marvel's coming this year next year we have captain america new world order thunderbolts blade and then uh deadpool three which we haven't really talked about. Uh, also for the TV series this year, we have Secret Invasion uh, season one. We have Loki season two, uh, which is coming this year. Hopefully, Ironheart mm-hmm. uh, season one, Echo season one, Agatha Coven of Chaos season one, and uh, that would wrap up uh, twenty twenty three. But that's a whole lot. And then in twenty twenty four, can't forget, can't forget I, uh, what you call it. Was that? Oh no, you about to say it. Well, say, I was say, gonna say you got Daredevil coming in 2024. That's it. 
Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> and we know that Daredevil was a part of like the Netflix Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. at first. You know, you have your Daredevils, your Power Man or Luke Cage, if you want to call him that. Uh, and you have Jessica Jones and uh, what's his name? Uh, Iron Fist. Uh, yeah you and him too but you know you had those people as almost like their own mcu inside the mcu and Mm -hmm. recently not to spoil she hulk but there is some crossover between that um with the likes of daredevil and so he is officially part of the mcu proper now because of the Mm -hmm. she hulk crossover and we should be seeing daredevil soon now the question is do we see daredevil between now and then uh maybe i would hope so uh And I would love to see how some of these new characters that we've uh, been introduced to in the last year or so uh, come to play in the future as well. Um, Thinking of Kamala Khan, who we know will be in the Marvels. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, we talked about uh, Daredevil, but She-Hulk as well. So there's we have a lot of players. And the stage is set for something big. Uh, But ultimately, Ant-Man and the the Wasp, Quantumania. Gabe, again, scale of 1 to 10, you say 7.3? 7.3, dude. All right. Yeah, and I go with a solid 7.5. Like I said, not the worst Marvel thing I've seen, but definitely not like something I'm like, rushing back to see again. I could watch it again because it was the runtime was decent. I like I appreciate yes. two hours I, in and out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something you don't get from Marvel films anymore. But there's so much more to come. They didn't have to give it all to us at once because they have us hooked. We're here for the rest of our lives. Uh, so until then, hopefully Gabe and I can reunite to talk about some more Marvel films in the in the future. If he'll come back, you know, to join us here on Silent Podcast, and maybe we can find some other stuff to talk about. Gabe, in the meantime, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining me here. Could you tell the people where to find you? Do you have any plugs? Do you have any social media they can follow you at? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Twitter at Good Grief Gabe. Um, and then my Instagram is uh, Love Night Synergy. Love Night Synergy, all one word. Uh, I do a little bit of photography. I'm currently working mm-hmm. on my photo on my on my website. So, if you want to check back back and forth on my on my Instagram, you know, look for a photography link. You can do that. Uh, but yeah, that's really where I'm at. Instagram and Twitter, right there. All right, you see it there at the bottom of our screen on our banner. It says follow at Ga- Good Grief Gabe on Twitter. That's formerly anti-lace fronts for the for those who are familiar. If you know, you know. Um, and then of course you can follow me as well on Twitter. That's uh Chappelle at Chappelle's underscore show. That's C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L-S underscore show. And I will be tweeting out all the things that I have coming soon for y'all. And I have a lot that I've been working on. So give me like five minutes to do my plugs here. Uh on post-show recaps, I'll be covering season six of Snowfall with Mari and Latanya. So tune in to post-show recaps, subscribe to our feed over there to keep up with the snowfall updates for its final season. I'm also covering season two of Abbott Elementary with Gia Worthy every other week. So subscribe to Abbott Elementary, a post-show recap to keep up with those podcasts season two of bel-air is back and so myself and my co-host puya will be talking about that uh bel-air on peacock will be uh on our podcast feed bel-air a post show recap so go subscribe throw us some five-star reviews and tune into this uh most coming upcoming season of bel-air um i'll also be joining ariel on post show recaps Aaron, i've already recorded our first uh podcast called gray's anatomy's anatomy and so we're going through the life and times of ellen pompeo's character meredith gray as she uh enters the second half of what is her last season as a series regular so tune into that as we cover Grey's Anatomy season 19 and do some character studies on some of those uh characters that we know from Grey's Anatomy past also here on Silent Podcast myself uh eight ball bangers Isaiah 
and Sasha. And I believe Tyrone Graham will be talking about Big Brother 6 soon. So we're going to go back in, in the past and talk about one of the best seasons, if not one of my favorite seasons of Big Brother, Big Brother 6 on Silent Podcast to complete, well, to join in and add to the Big Brother series that Isaiah has been hosting. Um, and then on Rob Has a Podcast, I'm still talking about Netflix shows on my Nothing But Netflix podcast with my co-host Rob Sesternino. Uh, on our most recent episode, we were joined by Grace Leader to talk about the PGA tournament and review the first two episodes of the Netflix series Full Swing. Uh, the next episode should be over the Netflix movie We Have a Ghost starring Anthony Mackie. So be sure to subscribe to Nothing But Netflix too. Also on Rob Has a Podcast, there's been a wild season of Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains and Shannon Gates, who is the international Survivor expert, has invited me on to join her and Rob to talk about the most recent episodes this Thursday. I think we'll be doing it live on Instagram, so tune into that around uh, 6 o'clock Eastern. And to wrap up Thursday, I'll be playing Jackbox games on the Rob Has a Podcast Twitch channel. So check out twitch.tv slash RHAP on Thursday to watch some of the big personalities in the RHAP universe play games online. Finally, uh, I just guessed it on the 90 Day Fiance The Other Way podcast with Puya, my co-host from Bel Air. And so that was a good time. We did season, uh, I guess it's a season four of The Other Way, but technically uh, it's episode three, y'all, of this season. So check that out as well. And then um, if you have a moment, it's just a project I've been working on. Uh, there's a guy on Instagram named Steve. Steve needs a kidney. Uh, his name is Steve underscore versus underscore the world. And he would like a kidney transplant. He would like people to amplify his message. And so that's what I'm doing here. Uh, so if you have a chance and you have a spare kidney or you know somebody who looks into causes like this, or maybe you just want to give like a monetary donation, that's completely up to you. I'm not saying you got to go give Steve some money, but go check out his Instagram page uh, and see if you want to uh, contribute to Steve versus the world and his cause, um, because he seems like a nice guy. And we want to make sure that if people need help and they reach out, then they can get that help. He reached out. So here I am amplifying his message. So that being said, Gabe, this has been a blast. Again, y'all check out at Good Grief Gabe on Twitter, at Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter, and at Silent Podcast on Twitter to keep up with all these shenanigans. And until the next time we see you here to talk about Marvel movies, I'm Chappelle, and this has been a great time. Peace out. See ya. <laughs>